0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Holy Man, a journey of becoming godly men. No matter if we are sons or husbands, dads, grandfathers, or just any regular guy out there, we are going to try to figure out how God would want us to live on this journey of life. None of us have it all figured out. So let's dig into God's Word and wrestle with God's Word as we try to become who God created us to be, specifically, holy men. Hey there, men. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, depending on what time you are Checking in with the Holy Man podcast. It is great to be with you. Uh, This is episode 49. What a great journey this has been. I've heard from so many of you of some of the great conversations we've uh, had in life groups. Uh, For some of you, just listening to it on your own and pondering some of the thoughts that we're talking through. And even some of you ladies that are out there, I get texts from some of you once in a while and just... As you uh, just hear some of the the man's perspective on some of these different topics and uh, how, uh, for some of you ladies, it's helping you to better know how to be a better wife or maybe a mother uh, of children. And so it's uh, it's great that we can have these conversations. Uh, We've been, during this season or this semester, uh, we've been looking into what Paul, the Apostle Paul, shared with both Timothy and Titus. As uh, Paul was sharing with these two young pastors or leaders in their church and just helping them to know as they are raising up uh, other uh, godly leaders or people who are mature in the faith, what they should be looking for. And so we're, you know, Gene Getz to help us with his book, The Measure of the Man, to just look at some of these different uh, attributes that... Paul shared with Timothy and Titus and uh, just some of the ways that we should be aspiring just as wanting to be more mature in our own faith. uh, What are some things that we should be looking to have God grow? Notice how I said that, that we need to be looking for God to grow these attributes in our lives by the power of the Holy spirit, as we continue to seek him and learn from him. And, uh, and as we work together as a body. So, so, I just want to refresh a little bit. Uh, you know, we've I've looked into uh, to Timothy a bunch. Uh, it's chapter three of Timothy that we're usually looking at. I just want to read a little bit of out of the Titus chapter one, uh, the little book that Paul wrote to uh, Titus as a leader. And uh, <clears throat> in chapter one of Titus, starting in verse six, uh, Paul writes this to him. It says, "An elder." or you know a mature believer type person in the life of the church must live a blameless life he must be faithful to his wife and his children must be uh, and his children must be believers who don't have a reputation for being wild or rebellious and we're actually going to look at that one next semester uh, a church leader is a Manager of God's household, so he must live a blameless life. He must not be arrogant or quick tempered. And here's the one that we're going to look at today. He must not be a heavy drinker. He must not be violent or dishonest with money. Rather, he must enjoy having guests in his home and he must love what is good. He must live wisely and be just. He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong belief in the trustworthy message that he was taught. Then he will be able to encourage others with wholesome teaching and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. Just so many great attributes or characteristics of our lives that we should be working on or allowing God to work on and help us to be different. And the, and the important thing to remember in this, as Paul's writing this to, to we, we people who are trying to grow in our relationship with Christ and be more mature in our faith, this is not something that's saying you must do this or else. No, it's saying if you want your life to be better, if you want to Uh, love God with this in, you know, the same way that God first loved you, if you want to respond to his love, these are some ways that we can allow God to grow us, to change us, and to make us more useful for the kingdom. And our lives will get better if we get better in all of these characteristics. You know, I want to reiterate that, that guys, if you want your life to get better, pay attention to what we're talking about. And, uh, and keep growing in these things that, uh, that we can. So again, today, as we're looking at all these different characteristics, Gene Getz takes us to look at the one. And it is in both Timothy and Titus. It is one that, uh, as I just read there, in Titus it says he must not be a heavy drinker. And the way this is translated, it depends on which translation you're reading. It, there's different ways that it can show up. Uh, it, it could be not given to drunkenness. Not excessive, not an excessive drinker, not a drunkard, not a heavy drinker. So that you know, there's different ways that we can interpret that passage, but it all has the same general understanding. You know, it is not saying don't drink alcohol. And I want to be, you know, careful here. I know that some of you are going to struggle with this a little bit, and Gene Getz goes into this into his chapter. It doesn't say Anywhere in the Bible, unless your drinking is causing someone else who may struggle with alcohol to stumble. But it doesn't say anywhere that you should not drink alcohol at all. It does say that you should not drink alcohol to get drunk. And that's what this is saying. Don't know excessive drinking. You know, Jesus drank. His first miracle was turning water into wine. And as far as I know, Jesus was not a sinner. So, uh, you know, again, you know, if you read Gene Getz, he has a great explanation of this in his chapter. So if you're in the book, you can read a little bit more about that, you know, and this can be controversial for us in the church, you know, because there have been movements throughout the ages that basically would say any alcohol is wrong, even within our, our own, uh, Wesleyan denomination. And it's because of what Paul is sharing with both Titus and Timothy about alcohol, that you know, people have taken it and gone to the extremes then. Too much of it can, and many times, does lead to bad decisions. But again, no place does it say that you cannot drink any alcohol. And I, again, I know some of you are gonna be struggling. You're gonna hear that, and you're gonna be very upset with me for saying that, but I'm just saying what it says in the Bible. You think about the movie Footloose. Uh, Some of us have watched that before. There's the old version with uh, Kevin Bacon in it. And uh, the more recent one, uh, I forget who was in the the more recent one, but, uh, you know, it's basically, it's a story about a town where some kids on the way to a dance, uh, or maybe on the way home from a dance, they got into a car accident. And because of that, the uh, town decided dancing is a sin and we can't do dancing anymore. No more school dances. And so it ends up by the end of the movie, they had the dance, not in the town, but on right on the other side of the border of the town. And they they had a dance and it's, it was just a challenging journey in that movie about what does it say in the Bible about dancing? And, you know, can we take and become legalistic about something and struggle with it? And, you know, so Paul tells Tim and Titus, Timothy and Titus, he does not say, do not You know, that people who are mature in their faith, that are leaders in the church, that they cannot drink at all. It says, don't drink in excess. Don't drink to get drunk. And this is not just in these two places that Paul shares this understanding. He shares it in other places, and we find it in other places in Scripture. We'll look at another one here in just a minute. So when we read something like this, it's always good to ask the question, why? And this one should be easy, you know, when you think about the why. Why does Paul say that drinking too much or being drinking to get drunk, why is that a bad thing? And let me ask all of you this question. As we think of all these characteristics that we've been talking through, uh, you know, so we've had some great life group conversations, and I think all of us would agree that, you know, living the Christ-like life you know, following Jesus perfectly, <laughs> let's let's all admit, it's not always easy. We all have our <clears throat> our different places in life where we struggle. I mean, it's almost laughable to think about that. You know, when we're sober, when we are we have our mind focused, it, it's still hard to perfectly act Christ-like. So as we think about the list of attributes that we have discussed so far, and and as you look into some of the ones that we have not discussed yet that we'll look at maybe next semester, all of them are harder to live out when we are drunk than when we are not. It's an obvious discussion, isn't it? When you talk about the why, why should we not get drunk? Well, duh, because when you're drunk, it's harder to live like Christ. It's harder to live, period. And, uh, and yeah, I, I was drunk a couple times in my past, so I understand I'm speaking from experience. It's funny. I, my kids laugh at me when I tell them that, um, I drank more alcohol before I was legal to drink alcohol than after. Uh, and those were the times that I, yeah, I got drunk a couple times back when I was a teenager. So can you know, can alcohol be an issue? Absolutely. Can it hurt people and families? Oh my goodness, yes, I've seen it. I've counseled people because of it. And so yes, alcohol is something that, you know, we need to be aware. We need to be aware of what Paul is sharing here, because drinking to get drunk, drinking in excess, being becoming addicted to it can hurt you and it can hurt your family. Even truthfully, being caught up in the image of alcohol. You know, I think back to back when I thought it was cool to drink and just that imagery and the desire to try to be cool in my peers' eyes, you know, trying to have alcohol so we could have more fun and the party life. You know, TV commercials present an image that makes some of us think, I gotta have it. If I'm going to have any fun at all, you know, to be cool, to be in the in crowd, whatever it might be, you know, we have that imagery and we chase after that imagery. And even that cannot uh, be good for us if we're doing it in excess. <clears throat> you know, here's, you know, I want to add this. If you have an addiction or even if you're, you know, on the bubble. If you kind of have one, but you're not 100% sure, if you're not sure, even if you're close or, you know, truthfully, if you know someone that has addiction, I, w- I want to make sure, you know, please feel open and free. Come talk to me. Come talk to Pastor Mike or one of the other leaders in the church. I would really want to encourage you. Uh, we have a guy in our church. He's only been coming here for about a year. His name is Jode Deremer And I really would love to encourage you to get to talk to Jode. Um, he was on the Church 307 podcast here just recently on September 11th, 2023. If you want to Google that on Church 307 platform on YouTube, uh, the sub- September 11th, 2023, he was in a podcast with Pastor Mike, and it's basically titled "Are You Addicted?" You know, he helps with he helps the lead celebrate recover celebrate recovery for the entire state of Wyoming. Uh, He's struggled with an addiction. And man, God has reclaimed him, and now he is using his story and uh, his uh, position with Celebrate Recovery to help so many people get to a better place in life. I encourage you to watch that that podcast uh, or just listen to it. So good. And again, come see me if you want to get connected to Jode or there's, you know, John Laughlin is one of our men's life group leaders here, and he's willing to admit he's dealt with an addiction and he has used AA to get to a much better place. And he would love to be, help you on your journey and get, help you get to a better place. If you have an addiction to alcohol and don't mess around with that, let's get some help for you and let's get to a better place. No judgment. Um, you know, it happens. You know, Satan's good at his job. Alcohol is so easily to get addicted to. So let's just get you to a better place. No judgment at all. You know, drinking to get drunk, though. Again, when we are under the influence at a degree that we would consider that to be a drunken state, when we drink in excess, it keeps us from living like Christ. It keeps us from taking that step of Christ-likeness. You know, for instance, Proverbs 23 Pastor Mike used this in a sermon here a while back. Um, great passage. Uh, it, let me just read it to you uh, to, to get an understanding of what we're talking about. And, and the, the, the author of this is basically wanting us to understand when we are under the influence to the degree of drunkenness, it's just not good for us. It, it goes like this, starting in verse 29. <clears throat> Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining, who has unnecessary bruises, who has bloodshot eyes. It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns, trying out new drinks. Don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup, how smoothly it goes down. For in the end, it bites like a poisonous snake. It stings like a viper. You will see hallucinations and you will say crazy things. You will stagger like a sailor tossed at sea, clinging to a swaying mass. And you will say, they hit me, but I didn't feel it. I didn't even know it when they beat me up. When will I wake up so you can look for another drink? <clears throat> you know, the... The author of that just he, you know, probably the author experienced it, speaking from experience, you know, or maybe he just watched so many people in that state. It's the image of excessiveness with alcohol. It's an image of someone who doesn't listen well to what could be better for them in life and allows himself to get out of hand with their drinking. But the cool thing is, with Gene Getz in his book, he helps us because there's some of us that don't struggle with alcohol. Some of us. <clears throat> I know there's some of you out there that just don't drink, you know, like me. I don't drink. I haven't drank for a long time. Uh, But are there other kinds of addictions or excessives that we could fall into that could cause us harm and others harm if we go too far into them? Well, absolutely. There's all kinds of things out there. For instance, food, man, you know, gluttony is a sin. It's something that we are called to keep away from, too much excessive eating or eating too much of a certain thing that's going to bring us harm. Um, Guys, ever been there? (laughs) Thanksgiving's coming up very soon. You know, you think about what Thanksgiving, the image of Thanksgiving for me is, you know, you eat a pile of food and then you lay around all day on the couch watching football and you have to keep your, the button on your jeans open a little bit because you just ate so much and you suffer throughout the day and you have to take naps because you just ate so much, you know, it's supposed to be a day of Thanksgiving, but how many times have we eaten too much? And sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes we excess too much in certain things. I remember back when I was in college, we used to go to this place, uh, this, uh, tavern, uh, some of the guys would drink, uh, uh, some alcohol with their wings, but, uh, we would get, they had this deal of two chicken wings for a quarter and it wasn't just a little piece of a chicken wing. It was like the full wing, both ends of it. And so we would eat so many chicken wings and the hot sauce was so hot. And the next day I'd wake up every single time I would suffer that night because I'd eat so many of them and pay the price for the heat. And then the next day. Uh, going to the bathroom because I ate so many of that heat, those heated wings, buffalo wings, man, did I pay the price. Excess eating, gluttony can bring us pain in so many different ways, guys. And so it's, you know, we need to consider it. What about gambling? Some of you have gambling addictions. I have to admit that, you know, back when I was a civil engineer, they had so many of these football poles and baseball polls and poles for this and that. And man, it was... So exciting, you know, possibly going to win the money from that little pool. And gambling can become such a quick issue for us. We can fall into excesses and and the game of chance. And so we got to be careful with that. Some of you, I have no doubt that there's a couple of you out there that are addicted to gambling. And boy, it can be hard to stop. It can, you know, I, I, I know a couple people who have struggled with this and they have hurt their families because of the excesses of their gambling. And they've got themselves into some big debt. Uh, coffee. I guess that would be the one that I could right now today fall into the trap if I let myself. Uh, you know, I have to keep myself from drinking too much coffee because uh, I love it. But man, if I drink too much of it, it can hurt my body. Not only do I start to tremble a little bit from the caffeine high, but then also it can it affects my uh, my digestive system. This all that that acid and you know it can cause pain. Too much coffee. I had a friend one time a few churches ago that uh, he used to drink like he between fifteen and twenty cups a day. Could you imagine that? He was so addicted to it. And uh, so he finally had to cut himself down because it was affecting his life. How about 24-hour news? We can become addictive or watch so much of that in excess, and it can taint our minds because of what they're trying to get you to think on 24-hour news channels. Video games, guys, I'm sorry, but I've heard from so many of our wives or mothers and that when we get hooked on video games, when we play them in excess, we can get so wound up by them that how we speak to others when they need us to do something, we can bark back very quickly. Our anger can snap up. I know my own kids; I've had to, you know, struggle with them sometimes when they're playing their video games that they can just get a little wound up from them. So we uh, we need to be careful. Fantasy football, guys, that's a big one for some of us. We love playing fantasy football. Well, some of us can get excessive about it. We can be so much busy in researching and trying to get the best team and the best players. And we can get so wrapped up into it that it could affect how much time we have for our family and friends. Even TV watching. You know, there's some of us, we do the binging And we get so wrapped up in TV that we lose sight of the bigger picture of what life can bring to us of spending time with our family. Guys, it can be anything. You know, he shares this excess idea of alcohol because there's no doubt that when we, you know, get drink too much alcohol, it can affect us in a big way, but so can other things. And that's why, you know, he calls this chapter being moderate in all things, Uh, finding that balance you know we need to be wise we talked about wisdom here a couple of weeks ago we need to be wise about these things and see that the bigger thing for us is we are called if we are responding to Jesus for what the gift that Jesus gave to us with our salvation we're called to live the Christ like life we are you know and it's a better life the better life is the one that we follow Jesus on and so if we are encouraged by Paul and the Holy Spirit, given us the word of God that says if you drink too much or if you do be in excess of too many other things, it can affect your life. If we notice that in our lives, we need to pay attention to that God and allow the Holy Spirit to convict us and help us to step out of where we are and into a better place. Because it's all about responding to a God who loves us. And he loves us with a love that is unconditional, and he would love for us to live a life that loves him back, a life that worships him with our life. And the cool thing is, again, if we do, God says, I will bless your life with a better life. So guys, drinking to get drunk is a sin. It takes us to a place that keeps us from living the Christ-like life, being an excess in other things like we talked about, gambling, food, fantasy football, video games, all those different possibilities for us, name yours. They can take us to a place that keeps us from living the holy life. That's the goal. Living the holy life. The life that is in line with where God would want us to be, because guys, it's the best life. It's like heaven on earth. We can't fully taste heaven when we're on earth because sin still abounds. But guys, it's a better place to be. So I encourage you, if you're struggling with any of these things, iron sharpens irons. Let's talk to each other. Let's help each other. Let's encourage each other. Let's pray for each other. And let's allow the Holy Spirit to lead us to a better place, a place where a holy life can be found in the presence of God. Guys, have a great day, and I will talk to you soon. We have one more week, and next semester we'll start in January, and we will continue on this journey of becoming a man of God, a holy man. Have a great day.